We would say so baby boomers, so that older generation tends to work really well with PPC. To be honest, Gen X, mm -hmm. which is kind of that middle ground between millennials and, and boomers that we sent, tend to somewhat forget about, but they actually have deep pockets right now. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be heavily skewed to female shoppers and for w women specifically looking for services. And so that also tends to perform quite well. Hi there, welcome back to a new episode of CC Talks. Here's your host, Ilaria Severi, the head of marketing and communications at Creative Clicks. If as marketers, you thought that the paper call model was outdated and not a thing anymore, our today's guest will for sure change your mind. Well, today's guest is another brilliant speaker whom I had the pleasure to see at AW Barcelona this past July. I loved her talk and I thought that you guys might be really interested in knowing why you should still care about calls. So let's welcome Sarah Goldbranson. Sarah spent the last 15 years helping companies connect with consumers. As the CEO of Ring Partner, she leads day-to-day -day business operations, develops overall strategy and oversees growth across all departments. Sarah has led strategy at digital marketing companies, working communications for a Fortune 500 retailer, and she also worked on TV for a little while. Sarah has been awarded Viet EC's Emerging Leader of the Year and BI's Top 40 Under 40. I don't know if I said everything right, but welcome, Sarah. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. Wow, what a great intro. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to have you here and I'm excited for our listeners to hear what you have got to say. So let's just start it right away. Can you tell us? Very direct question already. How does the paper call model work and when did this model become a thing? Yeah, okay, so let's just get right into it. So um, the paper call model has actually been around for quite a while, but maybe not in the sense that everyone is thinking of. So the paper call model essentially has been around in some way or form through things like billboards or television, even before it kind of made the transition into the more digital space. Mm -hmm. So the way it works is essentially if you have a phone number, so if a brand, a business has a phone number, they put it on some type of advertising. Um, so as I mentioned, it could be an actual physical billboard. It could be TV, radio, and now definitely digital through ads and sites. So that brand puts that phone number up there. The consumer decides, okay, I'm interested. I want to talk to mm -hmm. someone. They, they either call that phone number or click on that phone number and then it's connected to a call center. And then that call center agent has a certain amount of time then to try to see if it's going to be something that they can close on. Essentially in the paper call model, that if the person who is doing that advertising, if there's someone doing advertising on behalf of that brand, they're only going to get paid if that phone call lasts for a certain period of time. So you have an agreed upon duration. Maybe it's 30 seconds, maybe it's a minute. And then if that call continues longer than that, then that person who did the advertising essentially gets paid. And so that in a nutshell is paper call marketing. Um, when it actually started to make its transition into what it is now, I would say it was kind of like about 2010, maybe a little bit before then, when all of a sudden affiliate marketers and other digital marketers realized, oh, this is actually a thing and that mm -hmm. we can start interacting with consumers through calls as well. 
you talk about 2010, so I would say it's quite some time ago. So my, my next question is, in today's digital world, are calls antiquated? Who is still using the phone to call businesses? <laughs> yeah, no, this is a great question. Surprisingly, a lot of people are still using the phone to call businesses. So I would say, so my expertise is more in the US-based market. Mm -hmm. So what we're still seeing in the US is that there's certain generations of consumers that still really like to use the phone to interact with different companies and different brands. And so um, specifically, what we're saying is that baby boomers, so these are consumers that are born between 1946 and 1964, mm -hmm. so kind of like your parents, yeah, <laughs> grandparents, definitely. yeah, well, it's an older generation, but they still like to pick up the phone and talk to someone. Um, so when we're looking at all the different data points through um, some of the things that my company does, we found that specifically in the United States, the most common consumer who's going to call in to talk to a brand or business is a 66-year-old man who makes about $75,000 US a year. They live mm -hmm. in Florida. They've got a lot of money in their bank account. And so they're more likely to pick up the phone and actually talk to a business. Um, and the funny thing is, is we were looking at some stats and we found that in different verticals, such as insurance, mm -hmm. that for more than 40% of consumers would prefer to interact with an insurance company over the phone than any other method. So this is even more than like email or a chat bot or anything like that. They would rather pick up the phone and actually talk to a human. Okay, so we can clearly say that for this model, it's a lot about the target audience. So if you have a older audience, if people you can pass me the word <laughs> older, yeah. but also uh, depending on the vertical. So a vertical like insurance, this uh, model works really well. Exactly, yes. So why are phone calls valuable to consumer facing brands? So the reason why phone calls are still incredibly valuable is when we're looking at the marketing funnel, the, the calls are essentially at the very end of the funnel. And so if a brand can either work with a partner who knows how to already generate those phone calls for them, or maybe they have an in-house team that knows how to do that really well, they're essentially skipping all these steps where maybe they're nurturing a lead or they're having to do kind of like that full marketing funnel in order just to finally get that sale. They're not doing that as much with a phone call. It's valuable because you're cutting out all the noise and you have a consumer right there on the line who is like pretty much the warmest lead that mm. a, a brand or business will ever get because they're ready to make a decision about some type of purchasing behavior. I believe it's also about connecting with someone because of course when you talk to someone, the connect like when you talk over the phone, the connection is different than talking with someone through a, a chatbot, for instance, or even if there is an actual person behind it, right? Absolutely. People can ask their questions and they're going to get a response from a human. And we know from different studies that having that human interaction makes for a far better conversion rate. Makes totally sense. And if we talk now more about campaigns, so because at the end, this is what everybody wants to know. What uh, does a successful marketing campaign look like when it's focused on inbound phone calls? 
Sure. So I would say、um, a successful campaign when we're looking specifically at phone calls. So again, it depends if your in-house team is going to be running these campaigns,、mm. or if you're going to go to a third-party partner who's going to run it for you. So, for example, my company has different brands come to us because we're the experts in generating these phone calls. And so, essentially, you go ahead of time and you figure out, okay, what does a successful campaign look like in phone calls? What does the CPA have? To be for that end business who's going to be answering those phone calls. Also,、uh, what is the duration that makes sense to know if you can actually close on that call?、Mm-hmm. Um, also, figuring out that pricing again that goes to the CPA to make sure that all your KPIs and metrics are all aligned and are going to look. Um, like it makes sense. Also, another re- really big part of this is making sure that you have a call center or people answering those phone calls who actually know how to convert with pay per、mm. call. That's really important because even if you have a fantastic digital campaign going and you have calls coming into your call center, if you have agents who don't know how to quickly. Determine whether those、mm. calls are going to go anywhere or not. You could be losing your shirt on those campaigns really quickly. So you have to have people who can quickly identify if the consumer is serious or not, and then continue with a phone call, or honestly, sometimes just hang up.、Um, and so that's really important. But the great thing about a successful campaign is that when things are going, your conversion rate for calls could be anywhere from thirty to forty percent. It's actually quite high. That's a great advice. So people don't only think about、uh, the greatest marketing campaign, but also think about the right people to respond、exactly. to your calls. Exactly. Yeah. And well, going back to something we briefly mentioned earlier, we said that, for instance, for insurance companies, paper call is a great model. But I believe there are other verticals that will work well with the PPC. What are those verticals? Sure. Yeah. So pretty much any vertical that is going to have a high price point or require some kind of urgency generally、mm-hmm. tends to do well with paper call. So that's why insurance does well, just because it's usually a higher price point for people、yeah. when they're looking at things like auto insurance or life insurance, and so they want to talk to a human. When we're spending more money、uh, or it's something urgent, we we need that human interaction、mm-hmm. again. And so other areas, verticals that we find work really. Well, is legal. So, if you need a lawyer, you're going to want to talk to a human. So, sure, maybe as if it's something that you have in the back of your mind that could be put off for a while, you might want to fill out a lead form, or you'd be okay with interacting with like a chat bot. But honestly, if you have an urgent need where you need a lawyer right away, you want to get on the phone and actually talk to someone and have that consultation. Again,、um, another one, medical services we find do really well with phone calls as well. If someone's in pain、mm-hmm. or have again pain. Is an urgent thing. You、yeah. want to talk to somebody and get that solved.、Um, and another one is also home services. So things that are going on in your home that maybe are making things uncomfortable. So, but a, a silly example is that if all of a sudden you have some kind of bug infestation,、mm. maybe you have spiders and it's just you can't handle it, and so you're more likely to pick up the phone and actually call a pest control company as opposed to just filling out a form and waiting for someone to call you. Back a couple weeks later, so we find again these things that are urgent that you need help with right away tend to do really well with phone calls. Totally makes sense. It's the easier way to get that pain point go and to get an answer as soon as possible and solve your problem. And especially, like you say, when there is money to spend as well, you wanna kind of have that comfort of talking to someone who can who knows what to tell you and how to make you feel better. 
So my next question also connects to someone we mentioned earlier about, you mentioned the persona that you created, the 66-year-old man. What exactly, if you can elaborate more around that, so what audiences are the best to reach with PPC? So again, I, we would say, so baby boomers, so that older generation tends to work really well with PPC. To be honest, Gen X, mm -hmm. which is kind of that middle ground between millennials and, and boomers that we sent, tend to somewhat forget about, but they actually have deep pockets right now. Mm -hmm. And it tends to be heavily skewed to female shoppers and for w women specifically looking for services. And so that also tends to perform quite well. So female Gen Xers. And then um, the other kind of like, we're looking at some of the upcoming generations as well. So Gen Z is obviously something that all marketers kind of have on our radar and we're figuring out what yeah. that buying behavior is going to look like. How do we market to them? Because it's very different than how we marketed to their uh, the two other generations before them. And so that's been interesting. And, and Laura, we actually haven't necessarily kind of cracked that yet with Gen Z. So as of right now, we would say say that definitely Gen X and baby booners and maybe to a certain extent millennials are doing well with calls, um, but not so much with the younger generations at this point. I love what you said during your uh, talk at the AW Barcelona, the so-called call phobia, right, of the young generations. And I see that. Sometimes I feel it. I'm in between millennial and Gen Z, but I I feel that phobia and I, I and I see instead my parents or other people I know I, that fall within the baby boomer in, in fact all the time if there is a problem they're just like why don't you call right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's so interesting I think because Gen Z is really that generation that even from a young age they grew up with texting and yeah. to a certain extent social media and it's just such a different way of interacting with services and brands and so what we're seeing is that call phobia is a legitimate thing for this generation and they get nervous they're they're afraid to pick up the phone and so that'll be really interesting for for paper call because I mean that could significantly shift the way the marketers are thinking about that in the decade to come so I mean some of the Gen Z's they've only been some of them are only like 10 years old 12 years old at this time <laughs> and so they don't have the buying power yet but they will in the next few years and so it's definitely something that we have our eye on just because we're going to have to start to shift the way we're communicating because Gen Z's really good at doing their own research Um, but they're also pretty suspicious of brands mm. and they go, they're heavy on social, at least for right now. I'm assuming that that probably won't change too much in the years to come. But yeah, it's definitely a whole generation that we're looking at that is using the digital space very differently. Absolutely. So, well, Sarah, thank you so much for being with us today. First of all, I believe that our listeners might have questions for you in case they want to know more about PPC or if they would like to include PPC in their model. So how can they reach out to you? Sure. They can reach out to a couple of ways. You can follow me on Instagram. My Insta is hello. It's Sarah G speaking. And also LinkedIn is a fantastic way to reach out to me as well. Just Sarah Gilbranson on LinkedIn. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. And thank you so much to all our listeners for choosing us again as your marketing podcast. If you have not done it yet, 
Make sure to subscribe to CC Talks on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, and to follow Creative Clicks on social media. Till next time.